0: Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I am Pastor Miller and we'll be sharing with you uh, today, I want to talk to you on a Subject entitled: Is the grass really greener on the other side? But before we get into our uh, episode today, I want to say a special thank thank you to all of those that have contacted us within the last week or two. We've had some folks from Germany, from uh, Nepal, from Brazil. Uh, that's uh, become. Uh, mostly uh, regular listeners, and we thank you and uh, as well, of course, most of the United States, and I thank you for that. Hope we are a blessing, and that's definitely our intentions to do that. I hope your day's already going great, and I hope we can brighten it up just a little bit today with a look into God's Word in this session. We said we're going to be talking about, is the grass really greener on the other side? And I want to go to a story here in the book of Genesis, chapter number 13. And verse, I'm just going to start at verse one and read uh, through this a little bit for you and we'll share with you what we're talking about. Verse one says, and Abram, which... We later know his name was changed to Abraham. So Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot went with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, silver, and in gold. He went on his journey to the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where His tent had been in the beginning and under a place of the altar that he had made there at the first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. Now Lot also went with him and Abram had flocks and herds and tents and the land was not able to bear bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelt then in the land. so it was Abraham and Lot and also they were there where the Canaanites and, and uh, parasites were. Abram said to Lot, when this strife came between them, he said to Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdmen and thy herdmen. For we be brethren, is not the whole land before thee, separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the right, or excuse me, if thou wilt take the left hand, I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Now I want you to notice this. So Lot lifted up his eyes and he beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated one from the other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and he pitched his tent toward Sodom. One more verse. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before God or before the Lord exceedingly. So I just want you to note here that the Bible said that uh, there came this strife between these two relatives actually. And I think it was an uncle and a nephew. And when the strife came so great between them, that uh, they saw that they would have to, or it looked like they would have to separate themselves. So I want to look, first of all, and by the way, I'm going to be talking to you today on the grass is green, not always greener, on the other side, but then be sure and listen to the next episode. I'm gonna give you the second half or the next part of this story from Abrams' point of view. But what really uh, caused this to happen? We look at that and uh, we might just wonder, well, what, what really took place? Uh, between them. And first of all, I believe part of it was because that Lot looked out for number one. He was caring about his own self uh, more than anything else. So I believe that was one of the first uh, problems there. And they were... uh, these men, of course, we told you, they, their relationship uh, became strained and eventually their relationship uh, was broken. So we say, well, what could cause such a problem as this? If God was blessing so much and if they were relatives, how in the world could this happen? First of all, like I said, Lot looked out for himself. And that's really not a good thing when you only look out for yourself and not caring about what happens to others. And uh, it caused a very strained relationship between these men. Finally, it caused the ties between them to weaken. Uh, their, their separation was caused by Uh, Several factors actually recorded in verses five through seven. Now, Lot, who went with Abraham, he also had flocks and herds and tents. We know the land could not sustain them all because while dwelling together, their possessions were so great, it looked as if they were not able to remain together. So it caused strife. If you notice, it doesn't say between Lot and Abram, but between the herdmen of Lot and the herdmen of Abram. Or in other words, it was over their livestock, over their possessions. So what was one of the problems? One of the problems were they were both very rich. So... You know, this should not, I don't think, cause a problem, but it caused a strained relationship because the blessings of God was so great on both of them, it caused a little bit of jealousy there, as well as thinking, how can we both continue to be blessed together? How can we both continue to uh, to do well? So... They felt like they couldn't do this. They, the other problem was there was strife between each other's herdsmen. And according to verse number seven, that strife seemed to be growing uh, regularly. Each man had, or their herdsmen rather, had to go out daily and look for the best pasture or the greenest grass, They had to look for the most water and then come back and tell their master, which was either Lot or Abram. This because of great competition between the two. And inevitably, it led to conflict between them. You know, if God is blessing you and someone else, you and another family member, Are you and another member in your church. If God's blessing you both, then don't you think you ought to both be happy for the other one instead of causing competition that leads to conflict and eventually separation? It it seems like here that this suggests that some irritation had already become evident between Abraham and Lot themselves. It seems like it was implied by Abram's words itself in verse number eight. And whenever there's contention between followers, there's often a contention or strike between leaders also. Their success, which was great among both of them, Uh, bringing this strife between them as they begin to sojourn. In other words, they were going on uh, farther. Now, remember, they were sharing this land, not only with themselves, but with the Canaanites and and the Perizzites. It's it's often uh, easy to forget that the land of Canaan, yet The land of Canaan as yet did not belong to either Abram or Lot. So before they separated and went each on their own path. So they did not divide real estate. They were both living in a land which was occupied by the Canaanites. This seemingly uh, caused a great, like we said, great strife between them. And uh, I want to say this, one way or the other, if God's will is to be done, then I believe we should simply follow God and not worry about what we look out and say, well, that path seems better. That path seems easier. I think I will choose that way because if you remember the words that I I uh, told you about earlier in the podcast where uh, Abraham or Abram rather said to Lot he said just lift up your eyes and look if you go to the left I'll go to the right if you go to the right I'll go to the left you choose he gave Lot the choice so when Lot looked the Bible said he beheld all of those well-watered plains. There was water everywhere, and that was vital to his flocks being to have water. Also, not only to his flocks, but for his herdmen, his workers, his self, his wife, his children, uh, uh, everyone, they had to have, had to have water. So Lot said, I'm going the way where all the water is. And because of it being well watered and noticed, the Bible said it was well watered everywhere. So naturally that made green grass everywhere. Now you've got to remember where they had been, their flocks had eaten down the grass very low. And then he looks and sees the flowing green grass and all the water. And he said, I think I'll choose that way. So then Abram simply said, all right. And Abram went the other way. He opted out uh, of his authority and of his uh, position in the family And he said, okay, he let Lot make the choice. So as I speak to you this morning, when you look out at life, you can look and say, if I choose this path, it looks more uh, providential for me. When I look at this path, I mean, look at it, the grass is greener. Everything seems to be better. And when you may not even be looking at the danger ahead. You may not be looking at uh, the ultimate outcome. All you're seeing is the greener grass. All you're seeing is things look better from your natural eye. But I want to ask you, is the grass really greener? Is it truly greener? Because... Lot chose that way. And in choosing that, the Bible said he pitched his tent toward Sodom. So he put his dwelling place in the direction he was leaning. I want to ask you, which way are you leaning today? Are you leaning toward what looks like the absolute best way to go. A lot of folks will say, if I give my life to Jesus, there may be some things I can't do. If I give my life to the Lord, uh, I I may not be able to accomplish what I want in this life. So they choose the other way. See, the Bible said there's two ways, two roads. One road was broad and wide, and it led to destruction and many there be that go in there at. The other road was straight and it was narrow, but it led to life everlasting and few there be that find it. So today I ask you before you choose sin, before you choose God, before you leave the church, before you separate from your church. And I ask you, is there strife between you and another church member? Is there strife between you and another family member? Do you look around and say, some people have left our church? Do you look around and say, some of our church services has not been as, as uh, great as they've been in the past? There's been some sickness here, so... Our crowd is not as big in attendance. So you look down the road or across town and say, wow, you know they got a new preacher. Do you know they got a new choir? Their crowds are bigger and they're having some great services. So the grass might be greener over there. But let me say this before you leave your church or your family or your friends and go searching for greener grass, it may not turn out in the end the way you hoped. It really might not because Lot chose the greener grass and the well watered plains. he wound up in Sodom, where there was wicked and sinful men, where God later on burned up that city with fire and with brimstone. And Lot wound up losing his own wife, becoming a pillar of salt in the exit of that city. Lot had to run for his life to get out of a city that he said the grass is greener over there. So you might be going in a direction where you think the grass is greener in a few days or weeks or months, you may be running for your life. I've had folks leave the church that I pastor to only have them call me back at a later date and say, I'd like to come back home. My answer is always yes. I had a person call or text today a family that had left our church because they thought our restrictions were too great that text today only to say her husband had left her and married another lady and he had just died. You see, the grass is not always greener on the other side. So in closing this episode, I'm urging you to reconsider and not just think of what you look with your eye and think, Hey, Hey, That's the path I want, where the greener grass is. Be careful. Follow God, and you will see that if you stay with God, you will make the right choice. I hope this has been a blessing to you. This is Pastor David Miller, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.